Okay, one more time. All right, what's up, guys? Um, welcome back to Red Cup Sipes episode nine. I'm Jasmine. Uh, we have a really special guest today. I'm gonna let her introduce herself. Um, I want to definitely remind you guys every episode to like, share, subscribe. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, yeah, yeah. Anchor, and also we have the visuals on YouTube. So make sure y'all, um, you know, just show us some love, comment, like, get these views up. Yeah, short intro. That was it. What they do, baby? It's Amani, aka Fresh, back on the set once again, and we have the lovely. Hi guys, I'm Cat. From Cat's collection. <laughs> Hello, Cat. Hi, guys. Today? Good, good. Right. Have a little bit of allergies, so bear with me. Oh, sorry about that. You got some water, right? <laughs> yeah, I thought I did. But. Uh-huh. You're the OJ or something. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, but yeah, we, we had a, a podcast uh, two weeks ago, but we had um, two guests, Andrew and David, and they were like good getting into like the real estate bag and like what they do and stuff like that. Um, and we also did say that we wanted to have somebody come on the pod and, you know, just give some information about like money, how to manage money, um, dive in a little bit about credit and stuff like that. But, um, I started with like an introduction with you though. Like, how did you get into like the financial field? What was your title? What did you do exactly? And stuff like that. All right. So, um, I'm Kat. Basically, I worked in property management and real estate um, in the accounting department. I was a financial manager. Um, So basically, we work with a lot of residential and commercial um, co-ops and condos. Um, So basically, we had to prepare their budgets, work on their financials and everything. We were basically their managing agents. So as far as budgeting and stuff like that, that's just something that I like to do. Like I went to Baruch, I graduated with an accounting and finance degree. So I always work with money, you know, like that's just something that I find interesting. Um, But now I don't do that anymore. Um, I quit my job in October, September, October ish. And I actually have my own business now. So, um, Thank you. Everyone was like, they were so shocked, so surprised. Like, why would you quit a job where, you know, you're making this much or you have so much free power for you, you know, to do whatever it is that you want? Because I don't want to work for anyone else. Like, I want to work for myself. And it's like, that's not what I seen as my end goal. But yeah, so I did work with um, the property management company for seven years. So I have some experience in that. Okay. Let's get right to it then. Money. What, um... Like, what's, what's, we're going to start off with, like, uh, I guess, like, three tips that you would give somebody in terms of, like, managing money. Like, what are your, like, go-tos, like, when you're saving yourself or when you're advising somebody else? Okay, so for me, my main thing is that you have to budget. Because if you don't, then you're going to be living check to check. And unfortunately, that's a lot of people's reality because they don't budget. Um Two, you can't live above your means. Like if you might want everything, but if you can't afford everything or you don't have it right now, then don't just rely on credit to get it. Like, you know, to say like, oh, I want it. Let me go get it. Like Uh if you can't afford it, then not right now. Tell yourself not right now. Um, And number three, it's you have to save. Like I tell people that all the time. It doesn't matter if you're saving $100 each week. Like, you know, something is better than nothing because at the end of the day, that adds up at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So definitely those, those three things. Budget, make sure you don't go above your means, and save. So um, birth, 
you working for the company that you work for, budgeting for the companies helped you understand budgeting for yourself and well not really that was just somewhere some some place rather that i was able to like you know just apply my skills or whatever but i think more so what helped me with learning about budgeting was baruch and i'm not really one that's big on like oh school teaches you teaches you everything because i don't really think that college gives you the skills that you really need to live in the real world to be honest like they'll give you the knowledge and they'll give you like you know like the tools but it's up to you to apply it and to take it in so i mean that job was just somewhere that i can like apply my skills um and then it also helped me as far as like you know like communication because i had to attend like a lot of board meetings with a lot of these other people to explain to them their finances and their financials so it's basically you're entrusting in me to be able to tell you what it is that's going on with with your co-op or your condo I agree with you to an extent about school. Mm -hmm. I think school does give you the skills you need, mm -hmm. but it doesn't give you the experience exactly. that you need to survive in the real world. Mm -hmm. Because that's basically what school is. Mm -hmm. School gives you the skills like learning math, reading, writing, things of that nature, even a trade. Right. But it doesn't give you the experiences that you can learn from being in the real world. Mm -hmm. So that's why I always say people should try at least going to school, mm -hmm. pick up a skill. And then, you know, right. as you go, you'll learn and live through those experiences. And right. And it's, it's something that you, that that everyone should go through, I think. Like, for example, like going away, people that go away to college. I didn't go away to college. Like, I stayed right here in New York. Um, but Baruch I, I is, away. huh? You I went away? <laughs> so your experience is completely different than mine. Like, I was I was here, but Baruch is like, for my um, field, accounting and finance, like, that's one of the top schools. So it's like, that's what they specialize in. But I mean, it definitely gave me all the knowledge that I needed. You know, I met people. It's good to network and stuff like that you basically learn how to become an adult when you're in college um but then after college like if you don't have any um you know if you didn't do any internships or anything like that then you go look for a job and then they say well what skills do you have as you said it's like well i just graduated so it's like now i'm trying to work for you to build these skills so um it's yeah right extend the date a little bit here and there like, yeah i was there for like three years i was there probably a couple months yeah and shit like that um okay so let's let's turn let's talk about budgeting like mm -hmm. what, what's the tip of budgeting especially like let's just talk about like the regular everyday person because mm -hmm. you dealt with like people that are what i'm pretty sure it was like a little filthy rich or wealthy or well-off type shit oh you budgeted for like individuals it was not for individuals but for um basically boards so it's like condominiums and co-ops so like for example like a building that maybe has like 600 units in it we would basically budget for that entire building like their water expenses their real estate tax expenses any expenses that they have to make sure at the end of the year do you have this money that you need to be able to operate you know next year with, with that experience loss. you have a thought about and being a businesswoman you ever thought about taking that knowledge and that experience and kind of like you know becoming a financial advisor of your own and kind of like you know yes. giving like providing that as a service for a fee like mm -hmm. i did and mm -hmm. i actually that is something that i actually want to do the only reason that i went into the other route which i'll explain with my business is that that takes a lot more 
time research and everything like you have to like you know build up a clientele build up a client base like I knew all of these people when I was working at my last job but it's different when now you're branching into your own service or providing a service to, to people or whatever like being able to build up that um that client base so it's definitely something that I do want to do because I like to help people with like mm -hmm. their budgeting like That's I like to help people need, yeah like you know like help people with the budgeting help people with, with whatever financial questions it is that they have, like that's something that's I'm really passionate about. It's just, it takes a little more time and stuff like that to put it together. Yeah, as far as like tips of budgeting, I heard, um, I read somewhere, I forgot where I read it at. It says um, when you get paid mm -hmm. to save, mm -hmm. you take half your check mm -hmm. and then you work with that mm -hmm. and then you take the other half and you save it. Mm -hmm. So if you get paid a thousand dollars, you take five hundred, you save it, mm -hmm. and the other five hundred you work on trying to pay bills and things of that nature, and then you can save up twice as fast. Yes, that's definitely a good um a good tip. It depends on I guess how often you get paid. Some people are paid weekly, some people mm -hmm. biweekly, some people you know like whatever it is. Um, I feel like with me, I would just say I like to, or I'll just tell you the way that I like to do it myself personally. Mm -hmm. Um, I know what my bills are. I know what I have to pay each month in rent and what all of my other bills are. So what I would do is this first check that I have, like that's going towards my rent and all my bills. Mm -hmm. Like my next check is going to be my savings check. So I'm saving X amount of money and then whatever else it is that I want to do. So I know that I'm not just going to be a hermit and I'm not just going to be in the house every day of the month. So it's like, I need to put aside this amount of money for whatever. Um, <laughs> Sorry guys, that's, that's the little big bro. He's on 2K. So y'all probably going to hear some ad libs in the back. I need to put aside this amount of money for or, you know the thing the recreational things that I want to do for the month I need to put aside this this amount of money to my savings and I need to make sure that my bills are paid so I could either a when I get this check I can split it this amount goes to bills this amount goes to savings this amount goes to recreation or I can allocate this check specifically for bills check two is specifically going to be for savings etc etc so it depends on you know how much you make and then also how much your bills are so it could be a little bit flexible but as long as you're saving something i think that's better than you know not saving at all because sometimes people just say okay well my rent is paid my my bills are paid so i'm good for the yeah, month so now i could go out i could do whatever and that's fine but at just try to at least put a little bit of something aside, aside yeah, yeah. because you never know what's gonna happen right anything could happen and at, at any given and it makes you feel good but you know okay well i could dip into my savings and take out for this like if anything yeah definitely um so the experience what's um something from from what you learned and experience not only from i guess trying to budget yourself but also budgeting in the actual field what's something that you learn like and then you could be able to like give as a tip to like the average i guess the average joe that right that should be trying to save like hey you know what i've learned i learned this this is how you could try to save um i would say that it's not always going to go the way that you plan like for example let's say i you make i don't know like a thousand dollars um every week or so like and you have it on paper okay this amount is going to go to my rent this amount is going to go to my savings and this amount is going to go to i don't know my kids child care or whatever mm -hmm. um and then one month 
that doesn't happen because some spontaneous expense comes up. Don't beat yourself up about it. That's going to happen. Like that's mm-hmm. the purpose of budgeting. That's the purpose of creating a saving. So that mm-hmm. way, when those spontaneous things come up, then you can just say, okay, well, it didn't happen this month. So now next month or maybe next week, let me try to double up. So it's like always be prepared for the unexpected because that's all that's life. Mm-hmm. Like that's just going to happen. Like you never know when something is going to happen, like the coronavirus and everything that's going mm-hmm. on now. Like you never know when you're going to have to stock mm-hmm. up on on stuff so it's like you know you want to be prepared (laughs) right Uh, that was the plug (laughs) you never know when you want to be prepared so i would just say if it doesn't happen today or this week or however it is that you plan double up next week don't just forget completely forget about it just revisit it so that would be like one of my one of my good tips okay so realistically like throw out a percentage like what percentage per month should somebody take out to save? Me personally, I'll, I'll just speak for, the, I guess, the average person. I would say 20%. Like, whatever it is that you're making a month, try to save 20% of that. I don't practice that. I'm just, a, as long as my bills are paid, this is going to be the amount that I'm going to save. I'm going to always try to save as much as possible. So my bare minimum is going to be 20%. Mm-hmm. But um, I always try to maximize that. So I'm not going to skimp at all on me, like, you know, being able to go out or have fun. That just means that if I went out and had fun and did, or did all of this and I still have a little bit of extra money, then that's going to go to my savings. But I would just say try to put aside at least 20%. Or you know what you make. You know what, what you're bringing in. Always try to, like, move a little bit but try to be consistent about it like mm-hmm. don't lowball it because you just want to have a savings like try to do as much as you can without overachieving because you don't want to like put yourself in debt or anything trying right. to say well let me build up a savings mm-hmm. i don't know so it sounds like two things you kind of need when you're trying to save is like discipline mm-hmm. and like um what you call it discipline and being real realistic right because you don't want to say like oh, I'm going to save $500, and you know realistically, like, <laughs> right. you'll put yourself kind of like in a jam and trying to save up that kind of money, then you right. have to always get to it. Exactly. Because the point of the savings is not, it's so that it can stay there and mm-hmm. build up rather than you put it to the side and have it to keep going to it. Right. It's not, you're not trying to impress anyone. This is for you to know, like, you know, I have this in the back in my, you know, in my account, just in case anything happens. So if you make a thousand dollars, is it realistic to save $500 a week? If you make a thousand dollars a week? No, because you're going to have to pay, you know, whatever other expenses you have. Like the savings is just there to say, I got you. Like I have your back. If you need me, I'm here, but don't like dip into me just because you want to. Okay, um, well, I want to touch on that, that rainy day kind of topic, because, like, that's when I kind of learned that shit could get real, because mm-hmm. um, I have a really bad back, and I remember I woke up one morning, and I was, like, stuck, like, stiff, stuck, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't go to work, and then um, my job doesn't, um, they don't give us benefits, so I was like, all right, I'm going to have to go to fucking urgent care or something like that and then when i went there they was like they don't play they ask you for like the payment up front before you even see a doctor so i was like god damn like what if i'm dying <laughs> like but then i had to think about it like duh go to the er but like when i like really thought about that shit i was like yo like i really didn't i didn't have any savings and shit like that and i'm like yo i'm already kind of digging into my next check by going to urgent care to to fucking pay for that shit and i was like yeah no i gotta do better <laughs> 
Because, like, that shit kind of, I'm not going to front, it hurt me, but it was something I needed. So, it wasn't mm-hmm. like I could just, like, not go to the doctor, you know? So, like, that's why, I would, like, I really wanted to have, like, Kat on because, like, she can, like, talk to people, like, the importance of actually putting some money up and, like, saving and and shit like that, you know? Where yeah. I know personally, uh, I faced that when I was trying to get my own apartment. Mm-hmm. I played myself. I wasn't really trying to save. I figured, like, I, I'll just get the money as right when I need it. Mm-hmm. That did not work out. It took me so much longer to find, <laughs> like, so much longer to get the money up. Because there's always like a hiccup that happens that you got to put money towards that. And then the money you thought you was putting away for an apartment, you got to get back to that. You got to get mm-hmm. into that. Then use it for this or use it for that. And it took me way longer to save up for an apartment. Then I finally, I think my income tax came and I was like, all right, now we're going to put some money away. Mm-hmm. Now we can really save. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to just build off of that. But I know from experience, like, I shouldn't be doing that. Don't do that again. <laughs> do not do that yeah, definitely again. with apartments because you have so many fees. You have broker's fee. You have security oh, deposit. Man. You have the first month's rent. It's just so much more than you anticipate when you get an apartment. It's mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous. Was, like that's I was bringing that shit up. The moving expenses. Mm-hmm. Just you yeah. before you even fucking get the key and just how much money you got to put down is ridiculous. Yeah, like we were talking about that on couple episodes ago yeah on the real estate um episode because like i'm like yo the mo- amount of money especially in new york that we pay mm-hmm. is sick you don't have to pay um the realtor fee hopefully they they push that um that it, bill in effect yeah because i heard in um in new york that they i saw on the news that in new york they're gonna be uh, eliminating that because that would be it'd be like on the, the landlord's responsibility instead of the renter yeah yeah because technically it's supposed to be the landlord's responsibility and they put it on the, mm-hmm. the yeah tenant. like how are we paying for something and this is a service that's for you like the right, broker is helping right, you right. find renters so yeah, why am i paying his commission uh, or his fee or whatever that's we don't know dumb. any better so we yeah just, go ahead just pay it because i need this apartment so it's like listen I'm just gonna have to do it. I'm gonna have to like yeah, just chuck it out real quick and just get it. But um, we could talk about that. Um, money and management and how to fucking live in New York, cause yo, need a job and a side hustle. Od. But honestly, like if you really want to get ahead, like you really should have a job and a side hustle anyway. Mm-hmm. Because you don't really wanna. Do you really wanna be at your job for the rest of your life? Like, right. I mean, I don't know about. I can't speak for everybody, mm-hmm. but I know myself. Um, obviously you because you have your own business mm-hmm. you know what I mean like you don't want to be working at the same for somebody for the rest of your life because then one day it's going to dawn upon you that all that hard work that you're putting in you're making somebody else rich mm-hmm. and then right. you could just make yourself rich mm-hmm. if you keep if you stay down you know what I mean go with the long, go on the roller coaster with the emotions because you're going to have your mm-hmm. good times and your bad times if you understand that then you know that side of hustle is important and you keep pushing that but you don't want to do that that job mm-hmm. right you know that was I mean? me so. because it's like like i said i was treated well at my job like you mm-hmm. know like i made a lot of mm-hmm. money princess I- <laughs> but that's good though one day it just hit you like yeah it's like it wasn't even one myself, day like right? i i think i took probably like more than a year <laughs> before i actually quit because it's like i kept telling myself okay like my job it was a nine to five, but it's not a nine to five if you're a manager and doing what we did in mm-hmm. that field. Because it's basically, I get there, let's say maybe I, I stroll in at 10 o'clock. Um, and then I probably won't leave that. sometimes. <laughs> I probably don't leave sometimes until midnight. 
And then when I noticed it was becoming more and more midnight days, like mm-hmm. more and more frequently, more and more like, you know, like weeks out of the month with that's happening, mm-hmm. it was just like, this is something that now I'm just starting to become resentful. It's like, right. does money really matter that much, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to my happiness? Because it's right. like, okay, I come here, I work, I leave, I go home, go to sleep wake up and I'm doing the same thing. It became to the point where, you know, I didn't have a life. I didn't have anything to do. It's like when I'm not working, I'm still working from home. I'm still working on the weekends. I'm still going to meetings after work. So it's like, what the hell am I doing here? Yeah. So I was just like, I can't, like I gave myself like a five year deadline to quit my job. I was there for seven years. So I gave myself up for five years. So I said, after five years, you know what? I want to start working on my business. I want to do my own thing. Five years came, five years passed, and I was still there. I was like, okay, maybe next year. I'm going to do it next year. The next year came, and I was still there. So it's like I kept pushing it off, and I don't really even know why I was pushing it off. It was just, I guess, I was scared. It was the fear of having to leave that security where I know that I'm going to get this check. You know, I'm going to be able to, like, pay my bills. I'm going to be able to, to do everything I I don't really have to really report to anyone that much. Like, you know, I have a team that I'm managing. So it's like the fear of branching out from certain something that's certain to something that's uncertain. So I'm like, oh, gosh. And then one day I was just like, I think it was probably the summer before a few months before I actually quit. I was like, listen, I don't want to be here past i told myself like by the time i'm 30 i don't want to be working here anymore so i didn't want to turn 31 and still be working there so i said this is it i have to go like i literally quit like my boss he was so shocked like i literally gave my my two weeks notice and i'm like listen this is it like i'm not gonna have this anymore so i'm gonna have to make sure that my business works like it's gonna be hard i'm gonna have to put in twice as much work that I put in here like if those midnight hours if I was you know mad about that I'm not gonna be mad about putting in midnight hours for myself Mm -hmm. because it's to grow my business it's to better myself it's just I'm just gonna have to get over the fear Mm -hmm. right and fear is is hard to get over Mm -hmm. and congratulations on taking that leap because I know it took a lot like you said you was Mm -hmm. there for seven years you said five and you was there for an extra two right I know that fear keeps a lot of mm-hmm. uh, holds a lot of people back from doing what it is that they actually want to do mm-hmm. in life. So congratulations! Thank you, that. thank you. <laughs> okay, so with get into cats collections, like what is it? What do you do? What service do you provide? We kind of like already spoke about like where that I guess like why did you decide to do it? You didn't want to work in mm-hmm. that environment anymore. Um. So yeah, pluck your shit. Talk, talk. Okay, so. Um, Cats Collection is basically a custom apparel and accessory printing company. So anything that you want customized, whatever it is, whether it's hoodies, whether it's shirts, whether it's pants, whether it's hats, um, mugs, mouse pad, keychains, coasters, anything in your office, anything in your closet, anything in your bathroom, anything in your kitchen. It doesn't matter. If you want your dog's <laughs> clothing to be customized, um, I can do that for you. Um, business cards. Um, basically anything that's laminated. I just recently did an order for custom napkins. Like no one really thinks to do, you know, like, Hey, I wanted any napkins printed for this 60th birthday party. So, um, they wanted a long menu printed on the napkin. So that was dope. That came out really well. Um, I'm also doing like, you know, like some event planning. So people come for party favors and stuff like that, like custom Capri Sun pouches, custom favor boxes and all of that. So it's, 
when I started the business, um, or before I started the business, rather, I didn't expect it to be become what it is now, I guess. And I'm still at the starting stages. Like, I just started my business a few months ago, so I'm not nowhere near where I need to be at all. But I didn't expect to be doing some of the things that I'm doing now. I thought I was just going to be printing T-shirts, like, you know, custom T-shirts, custom merch, and that was it. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't think I would be doing napkins, coasters, mugs, like, keychains, bottle opener. I didn't think that it would be any of that. I just thought it was going to be clothing, and that was it. Until I started, and then people were like, oh, do you do mugs do you do um, yeah and then i'm like, like yeah okay yeah, i'll do it like, uh-huh. yeah you know you the first person that asks like, exactly like one person asks i'm like no i don't do it but then another person asks i'm like okay well now that's two people that's asking me so maybe it's let like me look into if it's something that i can actually do so um the mugs are definitely one of my best sellers like a lot of people like the color changing mugs they like the custom mugs like they put their pictures on it put their um you know relatives on it or people that passed on or whatever like a momentum um what else the pillows like it's these sequin reversible pillows that the kids love like it's just i don't know what it is with the sequins now but they love they love the sequins so it's um basically customizing everything like i can't even say what i don't do right now because it's like everything that i think i can't do like i try to push myself to the limit like let's say you wanted a tv stand customized let's say you wanted your laptop customized you wanted this mic stand customized like that's something that i can do and it's like now that I'm not working. It gives me the time to try to learn how to do it or to do it or to get the tools to do it. So, um, yeah, like, so it's basically a custom printing business. Whatever you need, customize um, business cards, anything. I can do that. Um, I, my website is catscollection.com. My Instagram is just catscollection. Um, I'm working on Facebook right now. I just set up an Etsy account. Um, so that's good because I know that a lot of people that don't know me or a lot of people that's not in, you know, my circle or that don't follow me on IG or stuff like that, they wouldn't really know about my business. So Etsy gives me a whole nother customer base that wouldn't know me anyway. I never heard of that. What's that? Etsy? Etsy well, okay, I'm sure you probably wouldn't. It's more, I think, a woman thing because Etsy is like a place where um, you can purchase designs. You can purchase anything. It's like an Amazon, but more for hand, homemade stuff. Oh, like okay. basically okay. things that you make yourself, people make themselves if they're looking for designs or anything. Um, it's similar to, I want to say like it's similar to an Amazon and stuff like that. Um, and I am also setting up on Amazon. So it's like I'm trying to set up everywhere um, I can right now to try to get as much exposure as possible. But you could definitely check me out on Instagram at Cats Collection and definitely check my website out. Um, on my website, there is a custom design editor. So let's say you wanted a t-shirt and you wanted to customize your t-shirt. You go on the website and then you design your t-shirt, like however it is that you want it. And then you literally just click send, add it to the cart, and it's printed from that design that you just made yourself. So, um, I basically say, um, we're working together because it's like, you know, you're, we're collaborating to make your product, the product that it is that you need. So sometimes people come to me and they say, um, I don't know what exactly it is that I want. Like, can you help me? Can you like, you know, try to see my vision, even though the vision is not really there because they're not giving me much information, but we're working together to try to get an end result and result on something. So that's what's up. And, um, anything, what, made you want to do uh what's custom design so okay i made a list 
um, of different businesses that I wanted to do. Like one of them was what you asked earlier was the financial advisor and that was on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had a couple other things on the list as well. Uh, I'll say another one was a laundry mat, which I still mm-hmm. want to open. Mm-hmm. Um, I just went through which ones were most feasible for me to start with, mm-hmm. which ones take the less startup, I guess, funds or startup time, mm-hmm. um, which one can I actually, like, you know, get off the ground faster and which one is more uh, more in demand. Um, for example, like the financial advising, I think that that's probably the peak of that is probably maybe around the first quarter when people are doing their taxes or the last quarter. Um, but that will take a lot more of my personal time. Um, the laundry mat is something that you need capital for because mm-hmm. if anything happens to the machines and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you have to actually be on top of it. Mm-hmm. This is something that I felt everyone needs. Like everyone nowadays has a fashion, a clothing line. Mm-hmm. They're doing something in fashion. I'm not the actual fashion designer. I'm not selling you the clothes. I'm the person that you come to to make the clothes. Mm-hmm. So you see what I'm saying? So um, this business, it basically leads to so much different potential for clients, for customers, because it's like, you know, like everyone has is doing something in fashion or something with making stuff, but it depends on who they go to to get the stuff. So I felt like it was something that was rare, um, but it's still something that's in demand, like something that people need. Okay, that's what's up. Um, okay. Well, I feel like we hit a couple, like, good points. Mm-hmm. You plugged your stuff. Um, I personally copped a shirt myself. Mm-hmm. So You have. Thank you for the The quality support. is good, guys. She I'm does good sure. work, and I'm not just yeah. saying it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I want to um, kind of, like, talk about other shit because, like, we're hitting, like, a little bit over the half- mark of the podcast um and i want to talk about i really want to like to switch it over to talk about like the meg the stallion thing because that deals with money too and management and contracts and all that other stuff mm-hmm. um so just long story less long um for she was signed to two independent labels i don't know the names off the top I, I know i think one is 1501 i don't know who the other per, um person is Basically, you know, they helped her get off the ground. Like, they invested in her. They, you know, pay for video, jewelry, clothes, all that other stuff or whatever. Um, from the understanding is the mother who was in the music industry before Megan, um, she, like, did the contract. She finessed it, and, like, she made sure, like, her daughter was getting her just due. So, like, little, like, points of the contract, which I was told... That most like um, first time artists or startup artists, they don't even get contracts like this. She mm-hmm. had a sixty forty split. Mm-hmm. Um, she owned, um, I guess, a, a portion of her masters, mm-hmm. which I don't hear any fucking um, mm-hmm. music artist saying right. that. Like they always bitch about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so like now she's suing. At once she she she's suing basically them. Um, she hasn't paid the guy Carl Crawford. Am I mm-hmm. saying his name correctly? She hasn't paid him his money since, like, last year, I think, October, which is kind of fucked up. If somebody invested in you and nobody else was, like, putting bread in you, like, give that man his money, his just do type shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, I want to open it up. Like, how do you feel about that? Um, do you think she's right for suing them? Um, and do you think, or do you think that she she deserves to, um, she should give them their money? 
Because it's for, from what I saw online and what other artists said, especially like um, established or veteran artists, they said that she, I've, I, when I came in the game, I, I couldn't even imagine getting a contract like that. Mm-hmm. So does she seem a little spoiled or does she have like a point? Mm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little confused on how she even had two, <laughs> two contracts. Uh, no, I think um, one contract with two um, independent labels two that were working, labels. yeah, that were working with her. Like, you know how they have, like, the major labels or whatever? And it's, like, that one big label that they have probably the funds or the money to, um, I guess, support an artist like that. I don't know if maybe it was a collaborative thing that the mm-hmm. two labels did to, you know, help her, like, get on or whatever. But um, they, they did it. She got on. Right. And then once Rock Nation came in as her management, um, that's when, you know they started like seeing like little funny stuff with her and then that's like a rumor or like a thing that rock nation goes to artists or whatever and then like you know kind of like finesse them so they can get that artist on their team mm-hmm. but is it really a finesse or are they just opening their eyes to what may really be going on i mean i don't know too much about the Meg the stallion thing except for what you're really telling us right now but um I mean, as far as, from what I've, like, kind of noticed with the industry, like, you got to be really careful, like, when people, like, spending, when the the label is spending money on you, Mm -hmm. because a lot of times that be your money. Mm -hmm. That's your budget money. I don't think people understand that, though. Like, when you get a budget or whatever, like, yeah, you may get an advance, but, like, that's, that has to be recouped back. Right. So that's why I like I don't know like the ins and outs of their relationship like the Carl and um, Megan relationship, mm-hmm. but from what from like just taking them out of it, I feel like if somebody puts me on, you do not bite the hand that feeds you. True. Like and then if this man did help you and finance you and invest in you, like he should get what he put in. Mm-hmm. Like he's not asking for nothing more <laughs> or like. <clears throat> I guess stealing from you because that's what we hear a lot managers or somebody like taking something from the top or like um like remember Takashi's situation mm-hmm. when he thought that he did like that little tour or whatever he was like yeah um he found out that they get paid like three million and he only got like 250k or some shit like that oh, yeah, 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 yeah. so you know it's you usually hear that situation you never really hear about the artist getting basically a great deal and then you know, mm-hmm. getting fucked after. Like, I feel like, you know, that's just what I say. Like, what I see, and again, I don't know, like, the ins and outs of the contract or, like, Meg Thee Stallion, because I don't even listen to her music, honestly. Um, but, you yeah, know, I do feel like that's fucked up, and I do, like, wanted to put that out there. Like, if people are helping you and investing in you, you do not fuck over the people that was there when nobody else was there. I did hear about the situation briefly, um, and I know that... Whenever, if someone's presenting you with money, let's say you're a new artist, you're being presented with X amount of money or this amount of, um, you know, luxuries or whatever the case is, people are eager to sign because it's something that they never really had. Um, but you definitely should read your contract. Like, that is important. Like, and that was a weird part because they said that the moms negotiated the contract. So, so you don't think it. the moms didn't have the best interest already being an artist and knowing how the game works? Like... Even like the masters part, I'm like, I that that part was like, like mind blowing to me. Like, girl, you own portion of your masters and you're complaining, mm-hmm. and you're not even paying this mon- this man his money. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and like some part of it, like you just gotta use like critical thinking and common sense. Like something doesn't seem right here. Like if you wanna leave, leave. Get that man whatever he put in, and then y'all just dissolve the contract or buy him out or whatever, and then go do your thing. Like I think feel like 
business well we already know jay-z's kind of a little shady with business like let's not even sit there and like say that like jay-z did that whole shit leor came in and like separated that whole rock nation thing i mean i'm that rockefeller stuff so um he's he's about his business so i mean if he's if he's gonna make some money off of it then i saw i saw an interview where him kind of explaining that rockefeller split that it was him and dame they kind of just wanted to do like different things they were kind of going the different directions and after leo got in his head and that's why it split but you don't really know what he was being told like people always look at it as like when somebody like starts doing something different they always look at it as like oh somebody got in your head Mm -hmm. but you don't really necessarily know what that person was really telling them Mm -hmm. maybe that person really was just enlightening them on the situation because Mm -hmm. nobody else enlightened them on the situation they had to just really sit like you know what? You actually make a point. Nobody really mm-hmm. put it to me that way. Mm-hmm. And then now they're speaking up for themselves or, you know, they're making a statement about whatever it is that's at hand. And then now somebody's like, oh, that person's in your head because you wasn't thinking that before because none of, nobody was telling me before. You right. Know or she I mean? probably you didn't even know. Me. She didn't. And the fact that you're upset by the fact you that. You think she didn't know? That's, I'm sorry. Like, I, that could be the case. That can be the case. And if I'm not, like, negating what he's saying. But, like, like you, like, let's just. Call a spade a spade here. Like it's too many things. It's not like this girl was naive. It's not like nobody. She was you twenty, know, if I'm not. She was twenty three. No, no. I think at the when she time she said it was twenty or she was twenty or something I, like that. I, we heard two different. Uh, what you call? It? I don't, I don't know too much about it, that but I just old know enough that to know did, like to read that shit. She like, probably she probably read it. And then her like mom's said, her mom's negotiate like that's different. If a random lawyer or a random person that I have no type of affiliation, no love for, no nothing did that you know then i could be like damn like these niggas was in cahoots to fuck me up but maybe her mom just wanted her to be on so it's like yeah i know that this might not be the best really good. thing for you and masters she got a 60 40 split in her masters and now. and she got the 15k um advanced money or whatever they paid for like shit that she couldn't have got like and when she, she got hot she don't want to pay the label she don't the, yeah like carl crawford basically they had like a 360 deal so, like, all right, I'm investing all this stuff in you. So, like, each month she's supposed to, like, write a check to him. And she hasn't done that since last year. If that was the agreement, then that's definitely something that she should definitely hold up her end of the bargain. Right. Like, if you said, and we agreed to it, and it's on paper, and we have a contract that says you have to pay me this amount of money, then you right. have to pay me this amount of money. It doesn't matter if I'm you know, like beating you out of your money or whatever the case is, if you signed up to be beat out of your money, then that's just something that you're going to have to take the L on. But she is entitled to her right to say, okay, well, I want to renegotiate and they're entitled to say no. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, like it's, that's what she did and they, they're not feeling that. So it's like, you know, like they're just going to have to decide how it is that they're going to go about it. But I feel like if whatever she agreed to in her contract, then she should uphold that end of the bargain and yeah. then try to figure out how we move forward. But don't yeah. try to null and void on yeah, yeah what yeah. you already agreed to. Yeah, definitely that. Definitely. That's a that's like I kind of I think the point that I was trying to make. Mm-hmm. That's just like shady business practices and ethics. Like if you agree to something, follow through with your word. That's yeah. it, you know. But you know, it could be from misinterpretation also right. from the conversation that she may have with whomever at mm-hmm. Rock Nation. They probably told her like, you know, that's a bad deal. You shouldn't be doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. And she looked at it as, you know, you know what? That is a bad deal. Like, I f all that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I was in this bad deal from the beginning. You 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, and but that's not the case. I mean, you could see it as a bad deal now, but it still doesn't pay what you owe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carl said he don't want to fuck with her no more. He's yeah. like, he just want to step back from it. He admitted that this is like his first time actually like doing this type of thing, like being in this type of industry or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, just give me my bread and I'll walk away. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even want to do this. Like, I don't. We even want to like be around her, so Where, like, she burnt the bridge. No, new money, I'm asking for <laughs> the money. money I'm old. old. Yeah, like yeah. that, that was like the crazy part. Um, and I can like open up too, like how you deal with people. Like I always believe in karma, like how you deal with people and how you treat people. That's always gonna come back to you in Word. any type of way, whether it's gonna happen tomorrow, the next week, the the next year, or whatever. Like I'm just like a really big believer in like you know just just always be like. Um, a good person like mm-hmm. that's it it doesn't take it's not that hard to be a good person now if somebody fucks you over then it all bets off <laughs> do your thing but until then like you can't walk around and just shit on people and then think your life is just gonna be good and gravy like you can't do that but on rock nation's behalf though are they really wrong because even if they did try to like you know sway her one way or the other whether that happened or not, everybody's going to look out for their best interests, right? Mm-hmm. So if she's with uh, another company and they she has this contract with them, they're going to try to say, well, hey, we could do better. Or, hey, look at this to try to, you know, get her head spinning so that she can come over here, you know? So everything is so it's like everyone's going to try to look out for their best interests. It's mm-hmm. like but at the end of the day, you have to look out for your best interests. You have to make sure that everything that's happening in your life is actually on point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But that still doesn't take away from the fact that she should still like own take uh, you know own up mm-hmm. to her end of the bargain from the contract that she's already in. Right. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. still gotta pay what you owe. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta. You and it's funny that every time like, an artist get just... hot, Rock Nation wanna come in like when they're hot. Like I don't. But that's who... what listen. It's if that business. Makes their money. I get it. But I'm like, yeah, I see what y'all niggas is doing over there. I'm like, mm. Because I would be tight, too. Like, I want to pull up to the office. Like, yo, I got to talk to somebody. Because y'all fucking with my money now. <laughs> like, you telling this bitch not to pay me? Nah. Write this check. I don't know Come if on. they told her not to pay them. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that. that. But you know what they probably is? didn't say it like Rock that. Probably, but they probably, like, hinted or something. They probably like, I don't know. It's something about them is sneaky to me. I don't know. <laughs> Jay-Z is a little sneaky to me, too. It's, sometimes, you know what it is? Like, when you know the rules to the game, mm-hmm. and you just... Let people you just see how the how the game plays, mm-hmm. and then you just capitalize when you can. Exactly, you, you know that more because of how music has been, the music industry has been. Mm-hmm. You know that they're probably in a bad deal, right? And right now they are hot, so they probably got the bad deal because they were hot, mm-hmm. and they get taken advantage of. So now that they are hot, Rock Nation could put them on with a good deal that's going to actually succeed, and right. they wouldn't have to have taken the chance on giving them the quality deal that they're no they're maybe known to have given. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm they sure probably they don't, don't give the those three sixty deals or give a white deal, but they wanna make sure it's certified mm-hmm. that the artist is certified. Right. Hot, you know, that they're gonna get their money and their return back on the investment that they're making on the artist. So you know, they probably do. It does probably does seem a little like schemy, you know what I mean? Yeah. That they go after the artist <laughs> is hot already. Mm-hmm. But they also know that those artists are probably in bad deals. So mm-hmm. now that this artist is hot right now, 
you gonna mix it. They know they gonna mix it. Or they don't want to take the risk because it's like the artist right, could, could, the could the they, maybe so they a one hit wonder. They could be a one hit wonder, and they don't want to put everything behind that artist. Like now that they see, okay, like let me let them work with whatever they working with and then now that i see that you know like they're actually good like now like let me step in so it's it's a it's a uh, you might think it's shady but it's a good a good mind. little thing they got mind. going I wouldn't it might not be like the most ethical thing. but it's a it's good not, little but thing honestly, it doesn't really sound unethical it's just all right at a particular point in time let's i don't think like, them i'm that. saying this unethical i'm saying what she's doing is unethical oh, yeah, like what she's doing is wrong like i, I like i don't that's again like I didn't want to like go in on either label or whatever because again I don't know like what mm-hmm. conversations were had or whatever. But in terms of like not paying that man his money and holding his money and then you complaining about you not being able to release your music, yeah, girl, if you owe me fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars for months and you think you still gonna be out here just kicking it and pushing it, like no, bitch, um, hey, let me let me show you something. Cause I felt like she forced his hand for him to go yeah. to court to even put the motion in to stop the music. You That's know? like when you um when somebody borrowed money from you and then you see that nigga spending. Yeah, spending like money what in the club, what, and what like, happened? Like that's what you say. Like there was a video online too. Remember that it was like a dread dude and um he saw this dude in um. Foot locker with his shorty or whatever, and I guess he was buying the girl sneakers. And he was like, Nah, you owe me money, return that. He literally made him go to the counter. Oh. The dude went to the counter, and the girl was like, Oh, so you really gonna <laughs> return my shit? Nah, he was you like, can't do that in front of you. Like, <laughs> that's so embarrassing. He literally was like, He returned them, he, he returned them Yikes. sneakers though. But that's happened to me a lot of times, like, not. Be, no, no, not being the guy, like yeah, being the person. <laughs> I'm talking about being the person that um that's lent the money. Like I always say, oh, like you know, like because I used to be like the ATM for, you know, like whatever the cash cow or whatever. But it's like um yeah, you want to hey, can I borrow this for whatever the whatever reason i don't care what the reason is. if you asking me to borrow money if i'm gonna say yes i'm gonna say yes if right. i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say no i don't right. care if you're telling me whatever made-up story it is that you're telling me or whatever the case is so it's like okay yeah okay cool they gave me whatever sad, sad um sob story they needed to give me and then they out you know going out to eat going doing this doing all that i don't say nothing i just watch i don't care as long as i get my money back now if i don't get my money back now that's when we have a problem but just know next time you ask me i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say yes because now it's like you playing like you wanted to go on vacation and that's why you asking me to borrow money and then it's like like yeah like (laughs) (laughs) like no 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 (laughs) um is it coach what how much do you think it's um cultural appropriation i hope i'm saying that shit correctly and i'm just drinking a little bit so bear with me um for like women that are not of um that are not black or brown to wear cornrows no i because it's like this big thing because um Kim Kardashian had like cornrows down her hair, and he was like, Wait, "Oh, so she's only black girls can wear cornrows." That's what I'm saying. That's like, what I'm asking because like, I really like, wanted to know. People like, are so damn touchy. So it do look a little funny. It looks funny, but if they want to do black it, or, like, or brown, uh, but I mean, it's a hairstyle, you know. What mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you can't really. Be That's bad. what I'm saying. Like, they do look funny in braids. Like, mm-hmm. I see, if I see like somebody who's not like, you know, like Hispanic or black, and I see them in braids, I'm like. But, now it's I mean, different. I don't really knock. I don't really knock. It's different when you first of all wear the hairstyle. Like anybody could wear hair. It's a damn hairstyle. Like mm-hmm. I don't understand. Now it's different when you're trying to 
imitate something like, like the when you wear the cornrows and now you want to try to act like you know like right. you black or maybe right. put on like a what, what you think is like a certain thing black. remember her oh man i forgot her I name i think i just came across that like somewhere <laughs> something docile or something yeah she okay she i she said that she identified as black she but she white. was white um she Listen, I don't care who wears like, cornrows. Like, I'm like, people wear wigs, people wear cornrows. Yeah, like, like you can't compare a hairstyle and blackface. Like, that's two totally different things. Like, a hairstyle, I don't give a fuck. You probably gonna look funny, or it probably is not yeah, gonna be like, like how just, it would look in our hair. But like, I, I would, I'm more concerned about like actual like, a, like just racist shit. Like, well, you I'm literally more, like finessing I'm more yourself. Concerned with the people that mock us mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then try to be us than just anybody wearing it like you yeah. can't say something about kim kardashian against black people like her husband is black her kids, kids are mixed black. Like, yeah, like, you can't say she can't rock cornrows bro. yeah and like, not to say yeah. like oh just because but it's like you can't like the point that like i just finished saying like oh it's not like you ever heard her say something bad about mm-hmm. black people or Africa, you know what I mean? Or Spanish people. You never heard her say ba- anything bad about them mm-hmm. to now see her rocking cornrows. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if that's the case for whatever person, but that's individual cases, like, you can't say that for a whole entire people, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you can't say nobody could rock braids just because, like, that's And I feel style, like those you know people that was mad in the comments are the, the same ones that, like, see a white people do something that's just basic and be like, oh, they're invited to the cookout. Like, I don't like that. Like, you gotta <laughs> do something extremely extraordinary for me to be like, yeah, they invited to the cookout. Like, come on, man. Like, I think it's just like a double mm-hmm. standard and I think people are taking, like, this woke thing and, like, kind of, like, tarnishing it a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. you're, we're becoming, like, a little hateful and, like, discriminating people against people that, like, like, I don't, and that's kind of fucked up, too, because, like, we come from that. Like, we come from oppression. We come from people judging us and shit like that. So, like, it's funny that we, that we do that to other people. Like, you know, like, that's, that's I don't know. We just got to be better. But um, I just need these fake woke people just to tie it up. Like, read a book or something and then, like, learn exactly yeah, what you're talking you know, about. Because, like, people, people don't even know. They don't research. They don't know their roots. They don't know where they come from. They don't know shit. But they get on fucking Instagram and want to. Yeah, because they claim to be woke based on what they see mm-hmm. on social media versus what they read in a book somewhere. Right. You know what I mean? So they just following the trends like, oh, yeah, this or that, whatever the wave is right now. They follow no trends and they don't really know much about, you know what I mean? Or can't even think abstractly on their own mm-hmm. to be able to come to a conclusion, to say something like, oh, about Kim Kardashian, she can't rock braids. It's... Everyone looks for a reason to be upset. I feel like now that we in the social media era, um, if it's not on social media, then it doesn't matter. Like it can be the most important issue ever, but if it's not on social media, then who cares? But if it's something that's on social media that maybe seventy percent of the population think is unpopular, then now it's in your head that it's unpopular. Like why are we even thinking about Kim Kardashian's braids? Like. It doesn't matter. Like, it's so that many more important things, right? <laughs> like, I'm trying to get this nigga Trump out, and y'all, <laughs> we still people about like, like brave. Half of these people are not even voting. <laughs> like, let's like talk about real shit. Like, yeah. all right, but speaking, um, speaking of voting, real quick before you move on, I just saw a post that said Bloomberg spent 
570 million. Yeah, 570 million. Each of us a mil. Yo. That. That's insane. But that just shows you how unbalanced the world is between the 1% and everybody else. Because the 1% don't think about everybody everybody else. Because if you really thought about it, you really would have given a million dollars to everybody else. To everybody in the world. And you probably would have won the presidential race. I mean, yeah, you would have won won the presidential race. By giving, you just gave everybody a million dollars. Ain't nobody against you on that one, bro. <laughs> yeah, like I don't even. I was gonna vote you just for him. But if you would have gave me a, a million, million dollars, um, all right, <laughs> I'll let on. you fuck it up for four years if you gonna give me this mill. I mean, it's not just a million. Obviously, like mm-hmm. he would have to have backed that up, right? But if he would have came out and said, "I give you a million dollars," but he gotta put that because now if he give us a million dollars and he fuck up in office. He gave us a million dollars for free because we're going to try to get him out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if he would have just even thought, actually thought about the people, how they claim to say that they think about the people, right. he would have spent $500 million properly and gave, yo, there's so many homeless people. There's so many people that's hungry. And don't he got all of these types of um, programs that's here in New York City that's allegedly supposed like, to be better Like, I don't people? understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, how Where you, are these programs? Like, where was your antennas? When you was really spending five hundred million dollars, like that's what I never understand about people. You have so much money, and they do not use it the right way. There's so many hungry people, so much, so much, so many poor people in this world, and there's so much money in millionaires' bank accounts just sitting there. And they give it to charity. Right. I don't give my Luke money to no fucking a billionaire. charity. Like, I, don't, he can I don't believe in charity. I know that sounds fucked up. I don't think they. I don't. I don't think like. I don't like how do we know that money is actually getting funded? I mean getting um getting to the people in need. Like you know like that part of it is like a little weird and I'm like yo there's like every every fucking celebrity or everybody of some sort of like power or that have some sort of money they post like oh I have this charity or oh, I have this da, da, da. okay like is this helping somebody that's why like is the realest dude that's the man <laughs> that he <laughs> takes his hard earned bucks and yeah. he puts it I'm back into Wakanda the people, yeah. with him yeah. <laughs> that's he it. takes his hard earned um but I do want to talk about something really really quickly before we end the podcast mm-hmm. um I don't know if you guys well everybody in here watches Netflix have you guys seen the Gabriel Fernandez documentary so i've only watched the first two or three episodes but the first episode it kind of did it like for me because it's like yeah, it is a tough i, I didn't understand the extent of i guess his injuries or whatever i thought it was just like you know like parents that abuse their child but he had like bullet holes and uh, it was just it's just i don't want to really give away too much for no, people no, that didn't watch it, it because but he has like the extent of these injuries that people wouldn't have in a lifetime like he probably had like 10 people's injuries in that one little boy's body Mm -hmm. like it was disgusting and it was everywhere in his groin and his lung and his chest it was just so ugh that baby was eight like I, I don't understand. His skull, I want to beat was that like, lady's ass. Yeah, so like bad. his skull felt like rice crispy. I'm not a man, so like, I'm not gonna say I could beat a man's ass, but he could get a bullet. Cause uh uh-uh. uh, like that 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 was a that's a child, and that's your child, girl. That's just I don't even give a fuck about the gay thing or not. Like I'm not even gonna like drag that into it. But like the reason why I brought it up because I definitely do blame the mom. And the, the guy that she was with, the boyfriend. But I do want to point out that DCFS 
has to go in and restructure their program and whatever the fuck they do. Because that child was giving back to that family numerous times after numerous reports, teachers, and just mm-hmm. seeing bruises and shit. So, yeah, they got to fix their shit. Because this is not like... This is not like a, a far and few in between cases. Like there are really children out here getting fucked up by their family members and parents or foster kids and shit like that. Like, and I don't understand how a system will give a child back to an abuser. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was like the most sickening part. Him coming to school with the black eye and shit, and then the teacher was like, she did report it. As you know, I do, you know, respect her for that. But she was like, she don't know what else to do, like her job and shit like that. Like, I don't know. Like, I literally would have like sat there, sat that kid in that class and called the cops every day until they took that boy or somebody like, I mean, I, you know, as a teacher, she can't take the kid home, like, you know, but that shit was disgusting. Um, our system is just all the, our system, all of our systems basically in this fucking country is just broken and outdated and just needs to be fixed. Whether we're going into the prison system, we're going into like welfare shit, we're going into like childcare and all like foster care and all that shit. Like, yo bro, like we claim to be like the best or whatever, but look, look how we treat our, our people. Like, you know, like, ugh. and any violence against a child, bitch die. <laughs> like I don't I I'm, I don't care I do believe that you if you do that and that child lost his life you should not be able to breathe and like, that's you should your not child life. that's not yeah, like yeah, you know fine. like whatever how however whether it's your child or not your child like even and he even tried to speak up for himself like you know like the teacher did report it so that was actually good but like you know like when you have to tell your teacher like is it okay when for your mom to beat you with the belt and for there to be blood like when she beat you with the belt like that's not you know that something is wrong like Mm -hmm. this is something where obviously you have to protect this child but what happens for all the kids that's not speaking up that's in the same situation like it's Mm -hmm. few and far it's like so many people that this happens to that they don't get an opportunity to speak up they don't you know out of fear or whatever it is that they they don't say anything so it's like this happens all the time so you're right there is all of these government system services, everything, they need to do better. They need to provide a better outlet for people to be able to feel like they can speak up. Mm-hmm. Like they are going to do something. They are going to be able to take action. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons actually why I think people don't speak up mm-hmm. because of things like this where you have situations where nobody does anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't trust our own government. <laughs> like right. That's the crazy part. Like That's why like I recently started getting into like the importance of voting in and that's not even just for the president like we need to get like our congress back like we need to like make sure the senate is good we need to make sure like our public officials that's in our states are the people that we know are going to make change and push bills and that's like hard make to, shit better that's hard it is it is hard and it's a fight which politician is really telling you the truth like you know really and it is, is. like, like it's, I mean? it's, it's like, fight for us the people like right. but somebody got to do it that. and we can't have it shit be what it is now because clearly that ain't getting no better and there's there's people out here losing lives there's people like you said there's people out here homeless there's veterans out here that go fight for our country that come back and they are forgotten sad things for real dealing with mental health situations ptsd Mm -hmm. all of that shit and we don't do anything for them we have like this one little what um uh holiday a year for them veterans day and then that's it like, you don't really hear about any, like, outreach programs or something. Well, you probably do, but, like, it's not, like, pressed. Mm-hmm. 
But we're going to sit here and talk about fucking Kim Kardashian braids and shit. <laughs> you know? Shit's crazy, bro. Listen. Um, and you got kids. You have two boys. Yeah. You've been giving them about the horror stories about taking the baby to daycare or school and then the baby come back bruised or fucked up or something like that. Honestly, that's one of my biggest fears as a parent. Like, so I don't even, like, try to watch any of that, that kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. it just makes me mad. I'm like, I'm going to hold you. Um, I'm, like, OD overprotective of my kids. Mm-hmm. Like, to an extent, like, I understand I got to let them out into the real world. But I know, like, I also know that people have ill intentions at times. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, like, cautious about who I leave them with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they were homeschooled for a while. Because I didn't want them to, like, be around people I didn't really know or um, them being feed, like, false information, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, honestly, it's hard to, like, fathom that kind of story. So, I've, I haven't really watched it. I've kind of just heard about it. I haven't mm-hmm. really watched it. But I got the gist of the story, and it's not something I really want into watching because I already get it and I can't really like man I hope they beating that bitch that. ass in there every motherfucking day I like, hope they honestly, in there it's washing not, it's not her just the up parents, like, though, too. like like the parents like of course they're terrible you know what I mean and but the, like the social workers like mm-hmm. they, like you really oh yeah they were put on trial yeah that's mm-hmm. like I seen mm-hmm. like bits and pieces of that you know what I mean but you gotta watch your kids man and it's crazy because it be your like your own parent that yeah. going trying to like who can you and who does the child turn to? They obviously can't turn to the to the to the parents, right? You know what I mean? The father, the real father was inca- incarcerated, and, and then they the scared because if they say something and then nothing happens and it's and it and gets, gets back worse. to that parent, then it's like, why did you say something? He now it's gonna visit. be ten he times. Was like, worse. Uh, they was asking the teacher was asking him what's going on, what happened, whatever, whatever, and he just kept saying nothing. And he was like, she was like, he was kind of getting a little angry. He was like, yo, nothing happened. If I say something or whatever, I'm going to, it's going to be worse than mm-hmm. last time or whatever like mm-hmm. that. Like Because I, um, I, he's, think I, I think I heard that every time he told, he got, uh, he got um, abused yeah. worse and worse and worse each and every time. And they had that little baby sleeping in a uh, cupboard, like a little shelf shit. Like, I, oh my God, so I can't, I can't. Like, I really couldn't mm-hmm. even watch that shit through and through, like. I had to watch it in pieces because I was like literally like getting angry. And like, there's a difference between like like hitting your kid, disciplining your child, and abusing well, your child. Yeah, like, like, you know what I mean? Because like, we all right. got our ass beat you when we was kids, worked. but my mom yeah. ain't never beat me with no belt, <laughs> like no abused. buckle. I've never been abused, though, like, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and every time I did get to be in like and, and burnt yeah, the I, cigarettes, yeah, I just oh. let off. It make you start thinking like, damn, like it's unfortunate that it's happening to the child, but mm-hmm. it make you kind of be more grateful about what you was going through. Mm-hmm. Like you thought you was in the worst situation. Right. You threatened your parents. Right. Every chance you got, like I'm gonna call ACS. They be like, yeah, I'll give you the phone. I'll dial it for you. So you said like, oh, um, you think they're gonna take better care of you than than I am? Go ahead. Mm. They don't give a damn about you. Then you be like, I'm gonna sit back. Right, mumble under your breath and stuff like. Right, all types of shit. And now you I used to say, I used to stay saying, "I'm a pack a bag." <laughs> leave, go to my dad's house. Yo, you always threaten to leave. <laughs> always threaten to leave, yo. That was the shit. I'm leaving here. <laughs> Where the hell you think you're gonna go? 
So yeah, no, I definitely wanted to talk about that because that shit was really heartbreaking and people were talking about it. Um, so again, like I definitely just rest in peace to that baby boy, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but I definitely want like wanted to point not more so the story, but like how our system needs to get fixed. Like we need we need something. Something's have to change. Like we got to do something. Um, so yeah, like I don't I don't know. I I think did we hit anything? You got anything you want to add? You want to say? <laughs> Just follow support. Um, it's hard, obviously, being a first time business owner, being a black entrepreneur, and stuff like that. Um, like you know, like it's. But I like I said, I rather do all the work, take all the long hours, the lack of sleep, the sacrifice, whatever it is, to put it into doing it for myself than having to do it for for someone else like it's a it's a struggle it's hard like right now i'm in that place where like you know like trying to get people to support me like Mm -hmm. you know do these events and stuff and it's people always say i'm gonna support i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that but i say like Mm -hmm. when you start a business or when you do something like even you doing your podcast or whatever the case is you really see who supports you Mm -hmm. and who's just pump faking Mm -hmm. and stuff like that because everybody say i'm gonna support you i'm gonna do that i had some family members that never even told me congratulations like i don't understand what the underlying like you know like hate because don't nobody want to see you doing better than them yeah like it's good when it's an idea like yeah they don't and that's like the crazy part like i'm sorry to cut you off because like Mm -hmm. i really felt strong about that shit like (laughs) Yo, like, you really don't know, like, who really, like, kind of doesn't fuck with you on the low. Like, they may put 10, Mm -hmm. but, like, you have people that you've been fucking with for years that probably wouldn't even, like, buy a t-shirt or, like, watch my fucking um, podcast or whatever. And then I got people that I barely try to have a conversation with. Like, yo, Jazz, like, you did your thing. Nice podcast. (laughs) Even posted merch. We have merch coming soon, guys. Um... Even, like, my homegirl, Rashawn, had, like, literally screenshot it, posted it on her page, like, yo, I see you working. Do mm-hmm. your thing. Like, you know, like, little shit like that just, like, shows you, like, you know, who you around and you might need to change your circle. You might need to, you know, fall mm-hmm. back on some people. It's like people just, like, like I said, like, you know, pe- everyone is in your life for a reason. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, they may be your, your best of friends. They may be your closest family members, but... They just, I don't know if it's a, they, they don't want to see you doing better than them or they're just not happy with themselves so they can't be happy with you or whatever the case is. But it's like, it is what it is at the end of the day. It's just, you're just going to have to keep pushing. You're just going to have to keep doing what you're doing. It doesn't cost anything to like, to follow, to share, to do any of that. It's just helping some someone else be better or whatever. But it's fine. It's just a, you know, it's a learning lesson. It's just something that you got to go you with. You got to keep growing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep grinding. As long as you support yourself, yep. you keep pushing, the support is going gonna, is gonna to come. Yeah. Because I don't think necessarily it's like a malicious thing that people do. Mm-hmm. Like they don't do it with like ill intent. Right. They just want to see you they just wanna get there. And they don't want to be, be with you in the growing stages. But when it gets there, then it's like, oh, yeah, hey. Sometimes, like, yeah, let me... you know what I mean? Sometimes <laughs> it's like, all right, let me... They don't really worry. They're not really worried about it too mm-hmm. much, like whether to support or not support and it's like because they don't think about it but when they come across a video they instantly yeah. share it because it's like funny or mm-hmm. they see something in it and they instantly share it but when it's somebody that you know you be like because they don't really think anything mm-hmm. of it when it's somebody that they know mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's never really any ill intent but 
I still agree to the extent like it doesn't take anything to just like yeah you post something just hit shit like right and I'm someone that don't ask for anything like I'm not gonna ask you to like to share to I don't ask it's not like it's not because I have pride it's just because I want to do like I want to know that if God forbid my business fails it's because Mm -hmm. of me but I'm gonna make sure that I have it on you know my back like everything that I'm doing everything for me like if you want to do it like since I am not to say that people are not supporting Mm -hmm. I have some friends family members like you know my mom my sister my niece like you know some of my best friends like since I started my business I've never asked one of them to hey can you put this on your page they do that every time I post or anything I put up like they make sure that they repost it and I never Mm -hmm. ask them like and that's something that is like you know like that Mm -hmm. I love because it's like you guys really fuck with me and Mm -hmm. a lot more people fuck with me than don't fuck with me so it's like and and when you don't expect something it's great when it happens Mm -hmm. so it's like you know like it's I thank you for the people who are supporting thank you for the people who are liking sharing commenting purchasing you know like I I see everything and I notice everything and I have like raffles and giveaways that's coming so I'm definitely going to be giving back. Where we just gave you some free promo, so we're going to get some free shirts. You guys are definitely going to get some free merch. Oh, okay. I'm like, all right. Like that. We need some um, Red Cup Size merch <laughs> anyway, like some some stickers and some business cards. So we definitely going to talk to you off the air. Um, I, I'm going to wrap this up because I think we hit a little bit over the hour mark. Sorry, this was a little bit long, guys, but it was good conversation. And you guys learned how to budget your money. Um, So I'm Jasmine here with Red Cup Sipes, episode 9. Right? Yes. Yeah, episode nine. Um, you guys already know with like, share, subscribe. Every all, everything is going to be in the description. Um, so yeah, that's that's it. You know. Fresh off Bye the set. Bye guys. Holla at y'all. Next week.